On today's show, Deacon Bob is hopeful the Buccaneers will win the playoff game. Spoiler alert, they did. After talking about other NFL playoff games, he and Father Dave discuss upcoming elections, Ohio laws about transgender athletes, the upcoming March for Life, surrogacy, and the pain of infertility. And now, here are Father Dave and Deacon Bob. Welcome to They That Hope that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I was there in the rain. It was awesome. It was a last-minute comeback. Baker Mayfield in the end zone to Mike Evans. Crowd goes crazy. Goodbye, Eagles. And the Buccaneers are moving into the playoffs. They're already in the playoffs? More into the playoffs. And you don't know what you're talking about. Right, because that was, okay, that was take one. Because we don't know what actually is going to happen. So I thought I would... Discover our bases. Discover our bases. Right, That's a really go. good idea. This is what happens if they lose. Why? Stop. That is so obnoxious. Why? 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 Brother, I love you, but that scream is so obnoxious. Dude, I've, been I don't working care. On, I've been working on that scream. I don't huh? care if they lost or not. Sorry about that. Well, we don't know if they lost or not. No, we're just covering our bases just in case. We're covering our bases. See? What's even, your prediction? Even with football, you're still talking What's your baseball prediction? analogies. I think the Bucks are going to win. I think the I think the Buccaneers will beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, it's funny. I was dri- on my drive down. I was listening to that. a sports uh, podcast, and they said, that, "Yeah, the Eagles help. They fall in and they can't get up. I mean, they're just <laughs> yeah. literally falling apart." Yeah, yeah. But but I also saw an interesting stat that there's a number of teams that fell apart like the last five games yeah. and then went on to win Super Bowls. For example, yeah, this yeah, ties sure. into. Joe Flacco, when they won, when he was a Super Bowl MVP with, with the, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, they lost four of their last five games going into that playoff. You know, that's kind of the way I felt, honestly, watching Kansas City. Did you mm-hmm. watch the game last I night? I did watch the game. Yes. So let's, looked... ca- let's catch people up. So okay. it is a Sunday night. We're in the middle right now of the Green Bay Packers who let's are pray currently. For Father Jonathan. Oh, poor Father Jonathan. Who are... he's, he's got a little bobblehead and a little. Oh. He's got pack, uh, cowboy sweatshirt, cowboy socks. Little Dak Prescott next to his next to the chair, and yeah. he's not happy right no, now. No, it's that's uh, forty-one to sixteen. Oh, did they score they again? Just scored oh, again. So sorry, we're Jonathan. so sorry, Father Jonathan. We love you. And any Cowboys fan Boom. at this point, I actually feel bad. We, we've been through this. I don't. Okay. But you're okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the people I care for. Yes, that's true. That's what we care about. So mm-hmm. uh, we so we're midway through NFL wild card super wild card weekend. Yep. They threw a super on there. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's super wild card weekend. And so so far, uh, we had the Browns play the Texans. Did they? Well, Did yeah, they? that's a good question. I. I loved the Joe Flacco story. It was phenomenal. I mean, the it fact- It was a great, great story. A month ago, he was on his couch dropping his kids off at school. Okay. And then he gets called in. Five bucks. What? Will he be on any NFL team next year? No. No, I don't think so either. Well, as a backup. I don't think so. You don't think- Not even as oh, a backup? Oh, maybe as a backup. As a backup. Come on. You, you'd want- I mean, he Okay, did- but well, he couldn't be on a backup this year until like- 
Cleveland went through their ninth quarterback. Yeah, but then he had a month of winning four games straight and, and threw breaking 14 t- interceptions. Well, he, he was breaking I know, records. I, know, like, I, know, I mean, I as a backup, be, it'll be really interesting. A, a veteran guy probably, in the room, probably. Come on, probably. You got it. He's, he's good, but I don't think anyone's going to say you need to start. Okay, so the Browns. C.J. Stroud, though, let's give a shout he's, out he's, to the Texans. He's the real deal. To C.J. Stroud, uh, clearly loves the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, very devoted. Do you know his story about his dad? No. So his dad's in prison and kind of had a good reconciliation with him a few years ago. But um, CJ's really been trying to voice for prison reform. He's like, oh. my dad lives in a cell where there's rats, you know, where the food is horrible. And he's oh, sadly, people aren't listening. That's really interesting. But um, he's really trying to advocate for that. But he clearly loves the Lord. And as all the Texan guys were praising Jesus and praising the Lord, so... That's always kind of a beautiful that, thing. That is beautiful. Uh, anytime it's in sports. I'm sure there are guys in the Browns yeah, yeah, that feel yeah. the same way. They just didn't get a they chance didn't to pray say. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it, That's exactly what it that's comes down to. That's the kind of God to. we have right there. So anyway, the Texans are moving on. As are Kansas City. As and are Kansas thing, City Chiefs versus the Dolphins. That was horrible. Did you watch it in that game? I watched a was, lot of that oh, game. It looked so awful and miserable. Yes. We were saying how much would we have to be paid or if, if our favorite team was playing either in the Super Bowl or the National Championship – would we want to be there in that weather? Negative four degrees. It looked negative twenty five wind chill. Just miserable. And it was kind of the only thing the announcers. I mean, this was one of the few times yeah. that something other than Taylor Swift got Although more she, attention. More attention, fair enough. You know, they they said cold more than Swift, yeah, but yeah. if you were drinking, they said game, it's a Swift cold. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was very much. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs you know saw how when to his play. Helmet broke. That was so cool. It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was so, so cold. cold. Like the, one guy tackled Mahomes, and you could just see in slow motion, like a chunk of his helmet, like fly off. Okay, so we've got yeah, the uh, Texans are moving on. The Chiefs are moving on. The, it looks the, like the Bills Steelers got postponed got to Monday yeah, for the so, storm. So, and it looks like uh, obviously Green Bay is going to move on. So, yeah, and then tonight is the Lions, on, Lions Rams. The official position of this we like, podcast. We like we like the Lions. We like the. Have you seen the uh, documentary on Barry Sanders? No. Download it. It's on Prime. Download okay. download it and watch it on your flight tomorrow. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. He was so amazing. Good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are we think so what do you think? Bill Steelers, who's gonna have won that one? Uh the Bills will win that one. Okay. And then tomorrow night, um You're gonna go for the Eagles, aren't you? I think they'll win. So I'm gonna go for the Steelers and the Bucks. I'm All gonna right. go for the Oh, you're going to go it, for the Bucks, are you boy? I yeah, didn't see I know, that that's coming. A, that's a shocker. Wow, wow. But I'll I'll root for the Steelers. It's a good, you know, that's valley good. Good. valley team. Now that okay. the Browns are out. I'm not a huge Browns fan, but I, I do like the Browns. And that's just a sad end. To, yeah, get, was, to get beat like that is just I was just hoping for bad. the Browns and Lions in the Super Bowl. I wanted the Browns and the Bucks, happen. Like Baker, happen. the former. Yeah. You know, yeah that would have been happen. great. Um, we're bearing the lead on this, though. Of course we are. Please tell me. Belichick. <laughs> that's right. Gone. <laughs> You know, the really sad thing is Pete Carroll. Yeah, gone too. But nobody cares because they just wanted to keep talking about Belichick. And and Dick and Saban. Yeah, I mean, right. Although those guys are two friends. They probably text each other and said, I'll quit if you'll quit. Yeah, really. It reminds me of actually that time Brady retired when Ben Roethlisberger retired. And oh, then, has Ben retired? And then Brady unretired. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just I think they do this to mess with people. Yeah. You know, that's Okay, true. will Belichick be coaching in the NFL next year? Yes. All right, Where? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, but he says he wants to. And how? He's what? 89, 88? He's, he's 102. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. He, he looks good. For yeah. That. I think he is 70 something. Okay. Pete Carroll is 71. He's a very spry yeah, 71. He is, he's he the is. coach of the Seattle. If you put Seahawks. those two in the ring, Bilicek is getting wiped out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
That's absolutely true. Unless like Bilicek just grabs him and throws him to the ground. Yeah. The power. Yeah. I think wherever – they're talking about Bilicek maybe going to the Chargers because uh-uh. they have a great Atlanta. quarterback. It's going to Atlanta. They have no quarterback in Atlanta. But here's the problem That's with both true. of those scenarios. You can't wear a sweatshirt in those places. He's got to find a place where he can wear his grumpy old man sweatshirt. That's a really good point. I mean, I think that's almost the entire point. That's right. The Giants. Yeah, exactly. Jets. Exactly. So anyway, that's our sports. And there might be other sports going on, but it doesn't matter. Well, the Olympics are going to happen. In in, like, in Paris. Is it a year? Yeah. Oh, you know what just happened in Paris? The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Brooklyn Nets. They good. Had a, they had an exhibition game. in. Well, I guess it wasn't an exhibition. It was a regular season game in Paris. You should have gone. I thought about it, except it's in Paris. It was in Paris. It, yeah. You know, if if it was in London, Stop. I might have do thought have, about it do more. We have a little what announcement? Ouch! Do you want to talk about the Olympics? No, we just want people to get ready. Get ready. I will now do this next promo entirely in French. Yeah, this should be good. Come visit Franciscan University. <laughs> les poissons, les poissons. <laughs> Our admissions visit days start January 29th with croissants. You and your family can enjoy a tour of campus, learn more about our athletic programs, join us for mass, and have lunch on us. It will only take you four hours. You can also check out our special visit days for programs such as nursing, criminal justice, Social work, these sciences, and many, many more. Formage! See the full calendar and schedule your visit at franciscan.edu slash visit. That's franciscan.edu slash visit. Viva de France, viva Franciscan. That was fluent. That was really good. That was actually I was I was I was like in the zone. Did you feel that? I Did felt, you you felt like you were in gay party? I, uh-huh. felt, I felt something. You did. Yeah. It, it was French. Yeah. That's what you felt. No, I don't think that it is. was. It I'm was. Pretty sure it was French. Not. It was France. Sure. France. I'm pretty sure that's not what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tomato, right. tomato, <laughs> or tomato. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we're we're talking a little bit about the whole thing. This is going to we're talking a little bit politics because we're getting into it. We can don't really believe, talk politics very often. Can you believe that we're about to find out why we've got an election coming up? Though I don't think we can because from the little bits I hear on the news, I think everybody in He's the government been has been impeached. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's at least what my news feeds. It's tell interesting. Me. In Iowa, Haley just um, passed Santis. Santis. So that's okay. kind of a big thing. Nikki that's really, Haley. Yeah. So. Um, and Ron DeSantis. Right. So that's probably. Where's Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida? This yeah. is on the Republican side. Uh, Nikki Haley, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was the uh, representative, I think, to the UN with Trump. Is that what it was? I don't know. She's, I mean, actually, my suspicion is that she's going to pass DeSantis. Okay. But it was interesting because they just did a, a little poll in Iowa and the caucus is coming up yeah. that said. Is, it, um, is Iowa the first? It is. Place for yeah. like the official election stuff. Okay. Yeah, which is hard to believe that we're already in this, right? The only bad thing about it is we've got a leap year, so we have one more day of this. <laughs> but um, so they said that people, if if they don't vote for her, they're going to vote for Biden. Oh, that's interesting. Because there, there's just a population, honestly, that just don't want Trump. That just even, and that's, I mean, I think 
that's significant for you know if you're Republican for the Republican Party, the yeah. fact that that there I think there's a lot of Republicans now. Granted, he's getting a lot of attention, but there's also Republicans, a lot of conservatives, who will just simply won't vote for Trump again. Hmm. He's kind of a train wreck sometimes. Yeah, and plus, to be sure. plus he could be convicted of a felony, and it's just it's it's going to be really really interesting. Yeah, I was actually going to ask isn't isn't he like not on some ballots or? Yeah, that's going to be a Supreme Court. In fact, the Supreme Court took up that case, and the question becomes um, his his participation in the January sixth event. And there's an old statute I don't know from like eighteen something yeah. that if you're part of trying to overtake the government, um, overthrow the government. You can't run for president, but he's never been convicted. So, so old fashioned. But he's never been convicted of anything. So I, I think the Supreme Court's going to say they're going to throw it out. Yeah, they're if you're not convicted, you can't do that. Right? Convicted? No, I, never convicted. I would like somebody under seventy is just yeah. general. I don't know if that's an option I'll get, but <laughs> I would be happy. Like to be honest, I think uh, what we're in the same generation, right? We're generate we're Gen you, Xers. You and I are you and I are totally the same generation. Are we really? I don't know. Well, what generation are you? Generation, no, I'm. Are you a baby? Are you a boomer? No, I'm Generation X. Yeah, we're Gen yeah, Xers. Yeah yeah, 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 Breakfast Club. Yeah, okay. I'm a little older than that, but go ahead. How old are you? You're fifty what? I'm fifty one. Oh, we're basically twins. You're like sixty something. Almost. Mm. Anyway, a, next birthday is not sixty. I would like more of our generation to oh, I don't disagree. be doing stuff. Yeah, I don't like disagree. it is getting a little crazy. Like, and this is this is not Democratic Republican. This is just like. C- come on, like, where are the 50 and 60? Uh, like, yeah. you know, like, just. Yeah, there was Obama. Yeah. How, how old are you? Older than Obama? Um, I'm 51. I don't, I don't know, know how old Obama was. I don't no, know. He, he's got to be older than that. Yeah. So, but so the other... interestingly enough, yeah. my son, uh, my 10 year old, has to, uh, he's doing a presidential report and they all get assigned things. So he got assigned Barack Obama. Okay. And then it says he has to dress like Barack Obama to some function. Oh, my gosh. I hope he never went, runs for office. <laughs> I, I just looked at that like, what? Like, how do you dress like Barack Obama? Yeah. I mean, or any of the more recent presidents. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like a... A wig or something like right, that. Right, yeah. Or... Like George Washington, like Abraham Lincoln. Okay, everyone knows how to dress like Abraham Lincoln, you know, but... Well, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to talk to him before he goes off. I looked at that like, oh... So a couple of the out. other things that we say we're going to talk about in Ohio, our governor, which really sh- took this everyone by surprise. shocked me, yes. Right, so Congress, the, the Senate and the House in Ohio voted uh, that you could not do transgender surgery on minors, some other issues about transgender transitioning... And also transgendered athletics. Right. And DeWine, who's actually been pretty darn good. Yeah, very conservative. Vetoed it. He's Republican, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, vetoed it. And just his rationale just made no sense. In fact, I had actually started kind of writing an op-ed piece, but then things began to fall apart. (laughs) Well, one of the things that he did is is he did – very quickly, he did an executive order. Okay. Because that he felt that transgendering minors was not a good idea. So he did that. It was not a good idea. It was not a good idea. But you had to take the bill in its entirety, bill number 68 of the okay. House or something. Okay. So there's something else in that bill yeah, that he yeah, didn't yeah. like. Okay. And then uh, the House has just overridden the the governor's Do you know? Do you remember what he didn't like in the bill? Well, what he did – that's probably what he did like. He did not like the fact that the bill allowed for transgender minors to be transitioned. So he okay. that's what he did. He did an executive order, said they don't know how you cannot do that. Okay. Oh, but now you can. No, he said you can't. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm very confused. Yeah. The the House Bill 68 said that you could do that, and he overwrote, he oh he vetoed that, and then he did an executive order. It's a, It was kind of a complicated thing. Okay. Bottom line is the House has already voted to override him. So it just shows, again, that there is great controversy, division over the whole transgendered issue. Where I'm more interested about it is, again, the athletics, hmm. is that he said transgendered athletes should be, or the bill says that they should be, should not be able to play in athletics, college athletics. And that's the thing, you know, I've talked quite a bit about this over the years, is that right. I've, I've written about this. It's just, it is so unfair to think of, you know, some of our, our female students competing against biological men. It just... right. I mean, this is one of the things I just don't think that it's that complicated. But in in the world, in the climate that we live in today, apparently it is. Right. So that'll be interesting. And to NCAA see how that goes. was even talking about creating a, a, its own, I don't know, division or league yeah. of just transgendered athletes. But yeah, which will which will probably never go over. It was interesting. South South Dakota was dealing with this issue with locker rooms, mm. and they said that they would just have separate locker rooms for transgendered athletes. And the transgender community just came out very, very much opposed to that. Said, "No, right. we are women." Their, their whole point is that they want to be recognized. Right? Is, as, that, is that we are women? We are. Yeah. You know, and it's generally in ethics. It's women. It's biological men who have be, who have transitioned to quote unquote become a woman. Right. Um, and they've said, "No, we don't want that. We don't want our own locker room." So NCAA. It was interesting. I was on a call with the with the new. He's been in for about six or seven months now. Um, of the the head of the NCAA. And that was a question I asked him was about the transgendered issue and how he sees the NCAA coming. And he had, he had just been in the office for maybe a month or something like that. And he said, honestly, I haven't spent a great deal of time thinking about that, but right now we're planning on going whatever the governing bodies of the particular sports do. So the Olympic bodies and that for swimming and for gymnastics, we'll probably just go with that for now. But that's a, that's just kicking the ball down. You're eventually right. going to have to deal with this. Yes. And the, and the United States is going to have to deal with it in, in all ethics. Again, I, I hope I hope that in a year or two, we just kind of come to our senses and say, okay, this is an issue that just isn't. It, it's it's eminently obvious that it's just not fair. Yes. It's not fair for, for the athletes. So we'll see what happens. And, and along the way, and I remember this is something John Paul II talked about, is just the idea of suffering with the other this is, you know, he was talking about this with euthanasia, which might be a bit of a stretch, but he said that we live in a society that all we want to do is appease, is, is satisfy people's pain without suffering with people. And, you know, things I would say like transgenderism, instead of helping somebody come to grips with their own identity, it's easier to say, hey, whatever you want, we'll do. And whatever you want, we'll do. And then it, and then it gets to a point where it then butts into other people's rights. Sure, sure, you know, like sure. there's one thing when it's somebody who is living their life and feels called to this lifestyle, but then when it becomes a demand and a reduction of somebody else's rights, I mean, that's well, I guess that's what law is for, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the that's the entire purpose of law. Yeah, it's interesting on um, the my father's father this series that we started just last week. So, um, one of the episodes we talk about being our identity is is a son or daughter of God. Yeah. We were talking with, with Father Jacques Philippe, and it was just—he was just really good. First off, oh, he's he's a he's a French. As soon as I went down there, I knew <laughs> knew that you were going to do that. Um, but he said that we don't our our identity is given to us. Mm. It's given to us by our Creator. It's given to us by our Father. So this whole idea that we discover identity just by our thinking it through or listening, but the reality is, is 
is that I love what John, what John says that we're a son or daughter of God. That is what we are, yeah. and and we who are faith believe that that ultimately that that's that's where we find our identity. That's how we find out who we are, our purpose, our meaning. But again, we we live in an age that we have the other texts that says Paul says they'll tickle your ear, hmm. you know that you'll just kind of listen to and 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 I, and I appreciate what you said about the suffering and, and and there there most definitely is a population who suffer with gender dysphoria oh, that, yes. that, that that it's real yeah so I don't want it to be dismissive at all in that and and what I'm about to say might sound dismissive but I think the other part is it's 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 trendy it's edgy it's um you know the activist sure and 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 I think part of that I mean there, in my mind there's no other way that you can you can defend the statistics I mean over the last 10 years, something like, what is it, 5,000% more young girls. There's there's something else going on. Yeah. Something else going on. Yeah. So. Well, and I would say there's always people that jump on the bandwagon yeah, of it. Yeah. And then in the midst of it, though, are people who are absolutely struggling. I mean, sure, it, it, sure. You know, I hear absolutely. Franciscans sometimes. I've talked with students like, what a what a horrific feeling it is to, yeah, most to of, feel. Actually, the, most of the people that I've walked with, or that's it. They're, yeah. they're the ones who are really just, yeah. just suffering and struggling. And, yeah, this and, isn't and, my body. This yeah, is, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. gosh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's sad. And so I would just say prayers. Like there's kind of a way I think that like politically and even theologically, we can treat it like it's a topic and an issue. And because in some ways it is a topic and an issue. Yeah, it's become more politicized. But, but there are people. And there are people who are hurting and it's not – and to say things like they shouldn't be allowed in sports isn't to deny their hurt or to say let's just get rid of them and let's mm -hmm. not deal with the problem. The question actually is, well, how can we be more welcoming? How can we listen to stories? How can we get involved and not just wish it didn't happen and treat them as the other and push them away? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's just – with all these political issues, I think it's always just good to remember there's hurting people usually on the other side. And the answer isn't necessarily the right answer, but the no, no, there. No, no, no. That, that's right. That doesn't mean that we necessarily have to compromise right. that or compromise what we believe at all. Yeah. Uh, and that's, again, like you, you alluded to it earlier, it's it's when there, again, this is for the activist or the agenda, butts into, I think, what's what's fair and what's just and what's right. Right. And that's where we have to, again— in charity and in compassion, but also we're not just going to lie down and say, well, all right, you know, that's – Yeah. So we can't do that. Either. Yeah, because yeah. there's other people to speak for. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that actually – and I mean that's the tension of uh, pro-life. You're going on the March for Life this weekend mm -hmm. with our students. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a case of speaking up for those that have no voice for themselves, whereas on the other side, there's sometimes very – well, there's not sometimes. There are hurt and scared women in difficult situations. Sure, 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 and sure. so the the answer is prayer and compassion – the answer is moving the March for Life to June, where we over where, where <laughs> yes, Dobbs where, where Dobbs right? was overturned. Seriously, and we don't have to go there in the end of January. I mean, here's the because question: it's supposed to be. You asked like if you'd go see your degrees. favorite football team in that weather. Would you march for life? Well, you have probably. Well, yeah, I have, and yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. How are the numbers since post Dobbs? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't yeah. sit and count. I mean. It looks like a lot to me. It looked like a lot to me before. It still looks like a lot, you know. So, right, praise God. So I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see, especially this year because it's supposed to be ugly and cold. And, Is it? Mm -hmm. How many buses do we have of students? Seven. That's great. Praise yep. God. Yep, yep. So it's interesting. It's a short week. Obviously, tomorrow we celebrate Martin Luther King, and 
And it's actually a day of prayer uh, for ending of racism here at the university. So that's, mm. I think we've got a holy hour and stuff. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, and then Friday, we have the March for Life. So it's a really short week. Wow. In fact, isn't Monday, Tuesday's classes are Monday? <laughs> it's so weird. So here at Franciscan, our schedule is normally there's uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, each of which are 50 minutes long. And then we have Tuesday, Thursday classes, each of which are an hour and 15 minutes long. And if you did the math... It adds up to two and a half hours, you know, each week of a, of a particular class. Uh, I guess because Martin Luther King is off and the March for Life or other things are the big publicity has been Tuesday is Monday. We have one too many. We have one too few Mondays. So yes. we're going to make a Tuesday Monday, which you can do apparently. Well, I guess you can do. So like my Tuesday classes, I'm actually going to teach what my Monday class would be. Skip my Tuesday class because then on Wednesday, I'll teach my Wednesday class. So I'll just get to see them two days in a row, That's awesome. which is kind of delightful. You're going to love it. And then I'll see my Thursday class for the first time that week and the first time in that semester. And then they're gone. Although we did that in gumming all the time. Everyone said, oh, my gosh, we can't do this. It's, uh, we're doing gumming all the time. We'd like, Is that right? Uh, yeah, tomorrow's a Tuesday. Doesn't matter to anybody. Like, okay. <laughs> we're going to do that. We're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, so it'll be good. Yeah, we've got seven buses going. Uh, I'll go over, as, as we have for the last many, many years, the night before. So I guess it would be on Thursday evening at St. Mary's down in Old Town. Mm. Have you been down to Old Town? Alexandria? Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. and the church there is just, actually, it's interesting just on that note that uh, the church there, if you go in off to the left, there's a little area, seating area. Mm-hmm. It was actually for the slaves. Okay. And somebody was, they're kind of just off to the side, and somebody was saying, oh, why couldn't they just sit with everybody else? But in, in that time, that was unbelievable. I mean, it was a very, that they had a very progressive, them, yeah. yes, uh, you know, forward-thinking uh, congregation that had a place where the slaves could actually come wow. and worship with the white people. So. Uh, so we'll have a holy hour there, and then, then I think we go to the Irish pub afterwards, and mm, another and sacred space. Social time. Yes. So that'll be what's that a called? Thursday evening. It's not. It's not the place you're thinking of. Oh, the Dubliner. Yeah, yeah. That's after the march. Oh, yeah. That's after the march. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the unofficial. That's the unofficial end of the march. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So Saturday night in Old Town, or Thursday night in Old Town, if you'd like to join us, holy hour. I don't know, seven ish. What's probably. the weather look like? Uh, it's supposed to be in the mid twenties. That's not. A- Horrible snowing a lot. Are you going to go? Um, I, I got to check my calendar. Yeah, 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 okay. All right. I'll pray for you too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, it's supposed to rain tomorrow in Tampa, okay? Have some sympathy. Do you know what it is in Dallas right now? No. 19 degrees. Really? Thank- now, obviously, they're indoors, so it's not. It's, it's also 48 issue. to 16. Yeah. Uh, is, is the really updated really on the score of the Packers Jonathan? over the Cowboys. We love Let's you, Let's just Jonathan. have a moment of quiet for Jonathan. Oh, amen. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, speaking of other pro-life issues, uh, the Pope has been making some news and uh, – Yeah, has he ever. Has he ever. But this is the difference. This is a good news. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a good news. Well, he's he's spoken out very strongly lately against surrogacy. Yeah. And apparently there's a few states, I think Michigan is one of them, that are coming up with anti-surrogacy laws. I didn't know much about yeah. surrogacy to be honest. So I, I did – I Googled it. Even before this thing, I, mm-hmm. I Googled mm-hmm. it. Um but um, the legislation that's going on is happening because, uh, well, they found like a lot of abuses. For example, like two surrogacy attorneys in California were criminally convicted for selling babies, <laughs> having created a baby selling ring and deceiving the courts and prospective parents. With youth of surrogates, they sold unborn babies. This is horrible. This is just unbelievable. $100,000 each. $100,000. Um, so anyway, the Pope has been really speaking up against this and talking about the dignity of life. Um, you know, with surrogacies, 
the majority of surrogacies use in vitro fertilization, which means you're creating a lot of lives mm -hmm. in the hopes that one will stick. Um, using another woman's body as a kind of incubator, surrogate. Uh, the surrogate, that's where it comes from. And um, yeah, I'm glad he's bringing attention to yeah. it, you know. And, and then, of course, you're, you're always concerned about the human trafficking issues and now, this uh, is, the, it, the rights of people involved. I mean, like top to bottom. Well, this is another great example of somebody is in real pain. And yes, infertility yes. It's just awful. is such a cross. You know, I, I, Dave, I shared this with you, but uh, a couple months ago, I was at a men's conference. And the way the men's conference was set up was, you know, round tables. I wasn't on an elevated platform, you know, so I could see about a third of the audience. And I was talking about God the Father. They asked me to talk about fatherhood. So I said, how many of you here are fathers? And pretty much every hand went up. In the front table, there was a 17-year-old kid whose hand didn't go up. And I said, not you, loser. You know, and everybody chuckled because it was kind of funny. Well, not for somebody in the back who uh, struggles with infertility mm -hmm. and didn't know because of the visibility of the room that I was just pointing out a teenager, mm -hmm. you know, like it was an obvious joke if you were there. And it just didn't land real well. It didn't. Hold on a second. I just, oh, there it is. Great. My, my um, headphones went on. Um, and so I felt horrible actually as I was talking to this guy and I just said, no, 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 I, I, I totally there was a joke. It didn't land well. It was an off-the-cuff thing, and certainly I would have never done that. But as I'm sure you have, you know, when you walk with folks that struggle with infertility, it's, especially in Steubenville, you know, people keep asking, when's the baby coming? And, you know, why don't you – why aren't you having kids yet? And, you know, all those things are just just daggers, you know, yeah. in, in people's hearts. Yeah, and, no, no, no. It's – yeah, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things, again, that when you're, when you're in the middle of it and, and you're, you've – Obviously, you're a parent. When I think back of some of the people that I've walked with, some of their greatest sufferings has been around this. Yeah. You know, the couple whose whose dream was to get married and to have children and the difficulty that there is with that. And then we live in a world in an age that says, well, we can fix that. Right. You know, oh, you don't, you don't have to suffer. Yeah. This is silly. We can fix this. This is how you do it, you know. X, Y, Z, and, and, but then it's, you know, when, when you first, when we first started talking about this, I had saw, seen that the Holy Father put something out about it recently. Um, there was, the first thing that actually came to my mind is uh, Paul VI. Mm. And when he writes in Umana Vitae, some, these are many of the things that he warned us against. You know, he said, if we, if we begin to separate the unitive act from the procreative act, this is literally what you have, a situation in Los Angeles where you have a baby ring, yeah, right, where babies are being... You know, you're fertilizing eggs, you are uh, freezing them, and then you're beginning to sell these. I mean, this is this is exactly what the Holy Father warned us against. Yeah. So we are reaping what we're sowing as a culture and age. But the other, the other part I also was thinking was, unfortunately, there will be a population um, who will be dismissive of this because it's Pope Francis. Right. You know, and again, we've we've been pretty honest. We don't agree with everything Pope Francis has said, but. There is also a lot that Pope Francis has said that he is absolutely right, and he's been really consistent on this whole theme. I mean, he's been very vocal about a gay adoption and that that's not ultimately in the best interest of the child. He's been very uh, insistent on this. This is not the first time yeah. he's, he's spoken about IVF, about surrogacy. Yeah. And again, that it's just I, – I, I, again, you and I have walked with people who, who would love to be able to have children – you and I could name several people right now. And the culture says, well, let's, we can fix this. Yeah. 
But and it goes back to what you said about John Paul earlier is that we need to be able to be with people's suffering and their difficulty. And, right. Yeah, it's just really, it's really, really Yeah, hard. John Paul II in uh, Evangelium Vitae said this about it. He said, various techniques of artificial reproduction, which would seem to be at the service of life and are frequently used with this intention. And like, that's the idea. What's wrong with trying to have a baby? Actually open the door to new threats against life, apart from the fact that they are morally unacceptable since they separate procreation from the fully human context of the conjugal act. These techniques have a high rate of failure, not just failure in relation to fertilization, but with regard to the subsequent development of the embryo, which is exposed to the risk of death, generally within a very short space of time. Furthermore, the number of embryos produced is often greater than that needed for implementation in the woman wound, wo woman's womb, and these so-called spare embryos are then destroyed or used for research, which under the pretext of scientific and medical process, in fact, reduces human life to the level of simple biological material to be freely disposed of. And, you know, you have some of those situations where they say, well, we have 3,000 embryos, but we can't keep them frozen anymore. You know, no, there's been so many the, discussions and the, debates about that, right? Right, right you know, right. The, the domino effect, you know, that can happen with it. I would also throw out there, uh, just as somebody who has adopted, and when I talk about it, you know, adoption is, is a calling and it's not a default. And uh, I remember sharing that with uh, a couple that was struggling with infertility and they were just so grateful that I said that because another quick comment can be, well, why don't you just adopt? Just adopt. Just adopt. Right, right, right. Like, you can't have kids adopt. Yeah, yeah and I would, I would say, you know, if you're, if you're infertile, the default shouldn't be adoption. Just like I would say if you're fertile, the default shouldn't be I won't adopt. I mean, mm -hmm. at least in our own life, we found that to be true. And, and it's painful. And I, I, I you know, Evangelii Vitae really talks beautifully about the cross and the difficulty of mm -hmm. that. Because in a way, you could say it's not right, mm -hmm. and it isn't right in that sense of you have plans. But then, you know, you and I also know couples that just spiritually adopt. I mean, yeah, they just yeah. give themselves as a yeah, missionary that, couple. That's they absolutely love, right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. That have made themselves so available to other yeah. people who have found themselves in difficult circumstances. But I, I and you know, honestly, Bob, the kind of a theme between the second section and the third section of this is that there is a reality that people are suffering. Yeah. The culture says, well, this is an easy fix for that, so you shouldn't have to suffer. And in both of those occasions, uh, it's it's inconsistent with the gospel. It doesn't actually, it makes it appear like it respects the human person. Right. But in fact, it ultimately is, it uses it as uh, an end rather, or a means rather than an end. And ultimately, it's destructive to the human person. So you, you said it earlier, is that we walk with the person, we pray with the person, we recognize that it's it's profoundly, profoundly difficult. Yeah. But there's not, unfortunately, the answer that the world so often gives to us is not. It's interesting, and just to, maybe to bring end to this point, the gospel the other day was the it's from Samuel, we want a king, we want a king, we want a king. Yeah. And the Lord says, okay, give them what they want, right? And then it's, all right, this king is going to oppress you. He's going to take all your money. He's going to take all your food. He's going to take your wives. He's going to take your daughters. And that's like, and they're, they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we want. But the line <laughs> is because we want to be like the rest of the nations. Yeah. And that's where we as people of faith, we, we have to reject that idea that just because the rest of culture is able to do something doesn't mean that we're necessarily supposed to do that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, let's pray some hope into that, Father. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do. And even at this moment, Lord, for those who struggle with personal identities and also those who are struggling, Lord, with infertility, uh, Lord, that you'd be present to them, bring them your peace. Lord, your teachings in the gospel give us direction on what is true, what is good, and what is beautiful. We pray for the grace to be faithful to that.
May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless you, Bob. And God bless everyone listening. We so appreciate it. You can send us emails at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. That was it. Sorry about the bucks. Or yay bucks. <laughs> we'll know. Victory is mine. <laughs> Sorry you lost. Ouch. We, we don't know. We'll find out. They that hope, Father. Okay. I that hope. Ha, ha, ha.